Hey y'all, welcome to episode 10 of Relationshiping and Handling. I am your host, Hunter, and uh, I am actually on part four and the last part of this mini-series that I've been doing over how to argue, uh, and it is centered around James 1, 19, and 20. If you haven't heard uh, parts one through three, um, they are be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Really, it's uh, James 119. Um, those are the three different episodes and the three different parts that I have done so far. Uh, I highly suggest suggest to you, however you're watching or, or listening to this, just go back a few episodes and take a listen to those things uh, because it, it just it's all surrounding um, this one specific topic. And I, I just really encourage you guys to, to go take a listen. Um, now I did a, a mini series over this one subject because I think that there's a lot to it and I wanted to be able to talk, um, a bit more in detail on these different parts. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to continue to do something like this moving forward or not. Uh, who knows? It might be my new thing. Uh, but anyway, uh, Part of it was the fact that these are shorter uh, episodes. Um, maybe that's what you guys like. If you do, then just let me know um, in the comments. Uh, message me. Send me an email. Um, I'll put that right here. Um, and that is uh, relationshipping, the letter N, handling at gmail.com. That's all one word. Relationshipping, the letter N, handling at gmail.com. So if you if you like this, if you don't like it, let me know. Um, but part of it was uh, again this is these are shorter episodes, so I'm just gonna go ahead and dive right into this. Um, again, like I said, this is surrounding James 1, 19 and 20, and I'll I'll read it right now. Uh, my dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Well, guys, pray with me, please. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for giving me this opportunity and this platform to bring to others what you have laid on my heart. I thank you so much for laying this on my heart, God. I thank you for the change that you have, have started in my life, and I pray that you just continue to uh, convict me, to to continue to change, to continue to search for your way of living, God. God, I love you and I thank you so much. I thank you for a, a country um, that allows me to speak on this freely. I thank you for a country where I can bring these, th these things to other people freely. I love you and I thank you for the blessings that you've given me in my life. And I pray all these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, like I said, this is part four. So here we are. We're wrapping this thing up. Um, and since this is part four, uh, I'll go ahead and recap a little bit on uh, what parts three, uh, you know, one, two, and three, that's how numbers work, is one, two, and three, <laughs> How um, what I went over in, in those. And ultimately, it boils down to some of these, like, core things, and that is that there are two adjectives that, that James uses when he's talking about these three different actions, and that is quick and slow. Quick, he uses for listening. Um, 
and then slow he uses for speaking and becoming angry. And, and this shows an importance. And where he puts them in the sentences is, is really important as well. And that is the first thing that he mentions, and mentions is listening. So listening is the most important thing whenever it comes to arguing. The second uh, most important thing, and it's a distant second, and, and, and the reason why it's a distant second is because he doesn't just say, be quick to listen and then speak and then become angry. He goes, be quick to do this, be quick to listen, which means do that immediately, and then be slow to speak and slow to become angry. So that means there is a huge difference. Another thing that I talked about is the fact that all three of these actions are choices. If you don't believe me that anger is not a that anger is a choice, then I very much suggest that you listen to what I spoke on and I went into into things at length on how anger really is a choice um, last week. Now, how you choose um, these actions and how you choose to perform these actions very much shapes an argument. So the choices that you make, of course, will shape the outcome of the arguments that you have. Be patient. Being patient, um, whenever I think of being patient, I think of my loving girlfriend, Jasmine. When I'm being a butthead, <laughs> she she uh, typically goes like this and and, and and messes with her eyes or whatever. And she goes, patience is a virtue. And uh, it's true, patience is a virtue. And she's just telling herself, she's telling herself that, um, hey, I need to give uh, some grace. I need to be patient because Hunter is being a butthead, but I need to be patient with him. Let the other person finish what they're saying. It shows them that you care. Let them let them finish their entire thought. Um, another thing that I mentioned in the very first part, uh, part one, was that Jasmine and I have this kind of system, and that is that she finishes saying something, and she pauses quite often, and so I say, are you done? And it's not me being sarcastic or anything like that and poking at her. It's me just simply asking, are you done? Because I don't want to interrupt you. Um... I've gotten a little bit better, a little bit better at that um, since uh, since I talked on it about a month ago, uh, three three or four weeks ago. Uh, also, don't assume things. This this goes in line with being patient, and, and and what I mean is is don't rush into what you have to say. And instead, first ask questions. Have the other person clarify what they are saying. By asking questions, about, what do you mean by that? Do you mean this? Um, you know, how did you come to that conclusion? Uh, how did you come to think that or feel that emotion? Um, and that will give you clarity um, through their own words so that you're not making assumptions. Um, and like I said a, a couple weeks ago, you know what they say about assuming? To not do it. Yeah, that, that's, that's what they say, right? Um, but anyway, that, that brings us to today and that is part four this week, the last part. And since parts one through three, it was all about verse 19. Well, today is going to be a heavy emphasis 
on verse 20. And verse 20 is kind of the why whenever it comes to the, the things that James is saying. And so let me read verse 20 one more time. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. So there's, there's a distinction from verse 19 whenever he talks about anger being angry. And then verse 20 whenever he talks about anger. And that is, he says, man's anger. And in other translations, he says, human anger. And so, why is there a distinction of man's or human anger here? Well, simply put, human anger or man's anger is completely different than just anger or, or God's anger, right? Because man's anger has an agenda. Man's anger likes to get even, it, it, it pushes us to vengeance, right? It's, it's the emotion that, that then goes to tell you that the action that you need to take is to get back and get even. There's also anger uh, based and founded on um, our own sense of justice. We, we, we as a society don't look to God's justice. Uh, just simply put, we think that something else, uh, we, we can control and we believe inside of ourselves, this is right and this is wrong. And we're not going to God. And, and that right there is founded in sin. Because we're saying, I'm more important than God. Because my sense of justice is better than God's justice. So this anger that we have, this human anger, is founded in sin. So then last week, whenever I talked about how that we should be careful not to sin while in our anger, right? If, if our anger is founded in sin, then, it's, then that anger itself is going to much more easily entice us to sin more, right? I mean, uh, Paul quotes David. So David's talking about don't sin while in your anger. Paul then backs it up and says, yeah, don't sin in, while in your anger. Don't let the sun go down on, on your anger and don't give a foothold to the devil whenever you do that. Be angry. It's okay to be angry. But don't sin while you're in anger. Solomon then talks about uh, being hot-tempered or, or uh, you know, easily easily angered and not being around people like that because sin typically follows. Jesus, during his ministry, talks about how that sin can easily ensnare us while we are angry, while we are self-centered and where that anger really comes from. So why is it, why, why was it that, that James even said anything in verse 20? I mean, Honestly put, I, I've heard sermons over verse 19 and 19 only uh, surrounding, and, and I mean, I just did three podcast episodes on just verse 19, and that is being quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. He could have just left it at that and been like, hey, that's really great advice, and that's something that we should do. But instead, he he is, he is saying this because at the very end of um, verse 20, he's saying, okay, the reason for this is because of God's desire. And what is God's desire? For us to live a righteous life. So what is a righteous life? What does that look like? Uh, well, righteous life, what it means is 
blameless, spotless, pure, perfect, without sin. And there's only two times in the Bible that this is truly lived out. The most important and, and, and the where we should be looking on a regular basis is the life of Christ. Christ lived a righteous life beginning to end when he was here on earth. The second time that we see righteous living uh, displayed in the Bible is in the garden prior to sin. Before our great, 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 great to the millionth uh, um, exponent. Uh, I, don't, I don't even remember. Millionth degree? Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> before Adam and Eve, our, our great, 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 great to the millionth, whatever, uh, grandparents, before they sinned, they were living, they were living a righteous life. They were living in harmony with God. God walked with them in the garden. So this is the life that we were called to live. This is how, that's how it was meant to be all along. And that's what we've been striving for ever since the fall of man, ever since sin came into the picture. So what's our response to all of this? What's our response to the fact that God's desire is for us to live a righteous life and a righteous life does not come through man's anger, through living out and having man's anger, human anger, and letting that rule how we do things? Well, ultimately, the ultimate response, and if you haven't done this, it's the most important decision you could ever make in this lifetime, and that is to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, to accept his free gift of salvation, to accept his, his way out of, of experiencing the wrath of God, because he lived a perfect, blameless life and became the perfect blameless, spotless, pure sacrifice. He took all of our sins. He took all of the wrath of God on him. He died and he rose from the dead. He conquered death. Death had no hold over him. And, and so accepting that free gift of life, uh, of eternal life, of salvation, is the first response. And after that... The response needs to be to live like Christ, to live a life like Christ. And, and we can't do it perfectly, but we need to be striving to do that. And that means living out our purpose. And I've talked about this before. The, the three things, there are three things in life that, that, that really boil down to our perfect purpose in life. And that is love God, love others, and spread the gospel. And if we're doing that, we're living out our purpose. We're living like Christ, really. And so I talk about all this and, and, and what does this have to do with arguing? It's all really great, Hunter, but what does this have to do with arguing and how is it applicable? Well, in all that we do, we should be showing Christ to other people. That means in the good times and the bad times. The bad times is, is when we're, when typically, I mean, arguing is during a bad time, right? Like we are showing our true colors sometimes in arguments. We're, we're even showing worse versions of ourselves when we're arguing. And unfortunately, this world is going to look and take notice during our bad times more than our good times. And so we need to be showing Christ 
while we're in those bad times. And so while we're arguing with someone, while we're, while we're talking politics and arguing about policies that, in all honesty, don't really matter, when, we, when we're stuck at home with loved ones and we're screaming and yelling or we're being passive-aggressive, <clears throat> during those times, we need to be showing Christ to them. And when we realize that our anger, that the human anger typically le leads to sin, well, then we see arguing in a completely different way. We see it through the lens that James is trying to give us. We see it through the lens of Jesus, and that is, are you really fighting, are you really arguing with the person that, that, you're, that you're in contact with? It's really easy to see another person and go, okay, you are my enemy, and you are thinking that I am your enemy. It's really easy because we live in the physical realm. But but what happens whenever we see that anger and 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 we start arguing in a way where where we're quick to listen, we're slow to speak and we're slow to become angry because we we want to argue in the right way. We want to converse with people in the right way. Well then we start seeing it as instead of me versus you, it's now the two of us versus whatever is getting in the in the way. And that kind of that kind of hints at what my next topic is going to be next week, and that is really discovering who the real enemy is. And here's a little bit of a hint, guys: whoever it is that you're arguing with, like I said before, whether it be over politics, um, whoever is drumming up some some uh, you know conflict on your social medias, um, or whether it's the person who you're living with, your wife, your kids, your your brother, sister, mom, dad, roommate, or it's the person, uh, or whether it's the person that cut you off in traffic, it's not them. Those aren't those aren't your enemies. And next week we're going to talk about who the real enemy is whenever it comes to what is dividing us, and and and. and and especially since next Monday will be the day before election day. Man, guys, elections are, are driving people apart. These political things, they're just separating people. And we need to start realizing that the person on the other side of the aisle uh, of our beliefs, um, the, the you know, whatever, they're not the enemy. There, there's another enemy there and we should be banding together to fight that enemy. And so James, by, by writing verse 20, by, by continuing to have a comma after uh, be slow to become angry, by having a comma there, he really starts, he, he really ties all this up in a nice little bow. And so the last few weeks, I haven't really uh, mention this, and, and I typically do mention this at the end of, of my episodes, and that is, how does this reflect the overall podcast core scripture, and that is Matthew twenty two thirty seven through 40, um, and that is, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. 
So how does this all reflect and, and, and come back full circle in this? Well, do you really think that you can love God truly if you're blatantly sinning in the way that we argue with other people? Do you really think that you can truly love God and still have this anger that leads you towards sin and, and leads you to not listen intently and leads you to speak over another person or become angry at someone else because it's all, you know, me, 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 me. And then how else, how else can we better love other people than to show them that they're important enough and more important than ourselves to go, I will listen to you completely. I will not care very much about what I have to say and care more about what you have to say. And also to say, you know what, I'm going to hesitate and I'm not going to be so angry or I'm, or I'm not going to be angry at all. So let me leave you with this, guys, just to kind of wrap up. Let us, to con let us continue from now on to really put this into practice, to listen to everything and be patient. Listen to everything that another person says and be patient. Show them that they're important. Show them that you care about them and that you love them. Ask questions before you even speak whatever it is that's on your mind. Let them clarify for you what they're saying so that you don't make assumptions and you don't uh, um, continue to, to just tear away at the, at the relationship. And be hesitant to be angry. Hesitate to be angry and choose not to be angry sometimes. Because unfortunately, sin accompanies anger or or comes after anger or anger typically leads to sin far too often so i hope that this was a blessing to you guys i hope that i hope that what i'm what i've been saying is is something that that has a uh, has helped y'all and i hope that we can continue to use these and meditate on these things um meditate on what what james says um in these scriptures and if this has blessed you, um, then leave comments, um, write to me, please share this with other people, share this on your social medias, um, whether it be Facebook or Instagram or, or I don't, I don't even own any of those social medias, um, for personal reasons, but you know, if, if you have a social media that you really want to share it on, then go for it. I, I would love that. I would love to be able to, to, um, you know, reach whoever could, could use this. And I, I, I really believe that God is using me as a vessel to kind of speak to, to certain people and, and different people. And I know he's speaking to me. Anyway, until next time, guys, until next Monday, whenever I speak on who the real enemy is, I love y'all and God bless you guys. I'll see you later.